Well, hi, listeners. I'm very excited today. Uh, my name is Alexander, and I have my good friend here with me, Brock uh, Meyer. And we would like to share with you uh, something very exciting that we've been involved in the last couple of years. So, Brock, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually really excited to um, be testing out and working on putting together our first podcast. So um, this is just kind of a, a milestone actually for us as a, a group. And our name is the Gideon Rescue Company. And the work that we do involves responding to disasters, um, disaster zones and people in times of need. That sounds great. Uh, I know you've been doing this for several years and uh, I had a privilege to to join Brock uh, just recently in Puerto Rico. But I know, Brock, you've been uh, involved in, in many uh, different uh, disaster zones. I know you've been to Haiti, you've been to Bahamas lately. So tell us a little bit, uh, you know, from your perspective, of your experience, uh, you know, in doing this kind of work and, and uh, what have you learned from it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, this really began uh, in my college experience. I, I had the privilege of taking a very unique degree in college from a small little Christian college in Lincoln, Nebraska, um, Union College by name, and the degree was called International Rescue and Relief. And uh, it was the uh, vision of an emergency room doctor that wanted to equip young people to be first responders in times of disaster, to help mitigate and manage disasters, but uh, more importantly, to point people to some solid um, answers and some hope in times of crisis. So that was the whole basis of um, this program, actually, that I went through in 2005 to about 2009. Um, mm. and, I, and I had a paramedic emphasis. So a- after that four years of undergrad studies, a bachelor in science, I actually got my paramedic license as well. And um, and everything we took in that degree, was it was amazing because it was all hands-on, you know. So like we did, we did... Um, survival classes in Colorado and we did uh, jungle survival, ocean survival, beach survival. Um, I mean, some pretty amazing stuff that you don't ever get to experience in a college classroom setting. Yeah, um, for sure. So it was it was amazing and um, spent some time overseas, went to Honduras for a whole semester actually and helped set up disaster plans for communities there in Honduras and ran some, some local clinics as well. Um, so there was a lot that we learned in just the education, actually preparing us for being responders, you know, in times of need. Um, but then following that, I graduated from that in 2009. And then the earthquake happened in Haiti in 2010, January of 2010. And that really, I mean, that trip was kind of the inaugural trip for our group um, and propelled us forward into, into a passion and a work that we have today. In, in being a first response into these disaster zones. Yeah, you, you brought up uh, about disasters. And, and I remember on our last uh, trip together in Puerto Rico, after the earthquake, you shared with me a very interesting um, uh, statistic from our world, world in Data, which is a, an Oxford University you know, a website where they publish all kinds of interesting data. Like this one in particular, we're talking about the number of recorded natural disaster events all the way from the 1900s 
up until 2019. And what was interesting is the exponential growth uh, that you see. Just for an example, in in the like 1900 year, uh, there was about five natural disasters recorded. And then you kind of fast forward a little bit to let's say 60s, you got like 80 disasters in 1966. And then you come to last year, we have 361 natural disaster. Like you can clearly see a tremendous growth uh, of these occurrences every year. And I know last year was very, very eventful. We have, um, you know, the earthquake that happened in Puerto Rico. Well, that was last year and this year. We had uh, Australia fires. You know, nobody's even thinking about the California fires because we're dealing with uh, this pandemic right now. Mm. So there's so much going on. And, you know, I know so many people are wondering, uh, you know, is what does this all mean? Like, and so is that, what, what do you find from your experience that it's been the most on people's minds when, you know, uh, response um, when you go to these areas and, and help people? Right. Yeah, you know, that you bring up a great point. You know, these disasters are happening so frequently that we actually don't have time to keep up with them. You know, today's disaster will be yesterday's old news because tomorrow is going to bring something unprecedented that we haven't seen before. And it's not it's not mm-hmm. just the frequency of these disasters, the intensity with which these disasters are striking is is yeah. quite amazing. I mean, the scientists are really baffled. I, I know with the string of uh, volcanic activity that happened Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the beginning of this year, they were questioning that. They're like, we've never seen simultaneously mm-hmm. across the globe all of these volcanoes yeah. erupting and causing problems. Um, right. And so, you know, we're in uncharted territory. It seems like we're breaking records left and right. Um, and we're, we're seeing these mega storms and mega disasters. And uh, as, as a community, it, it's very difficult to grapple with these things. And so you, you ask, like, what is the what is the biggest thing on people's mind? And mm-hmm. I would go back to an age-old adage that, that probably many of us recognize. And that is, you know, you can live, um, you know, weeks without food. You can live even days without water. Um, mm-hmm. you, can even, you can even live minutes without air. But you can't live a moment without hope. And, and, yeah. and this really is at the crux of what propels us into these disaster zones. is because we feel that there's a gap that is not being fully addressed because there's a lot of humanitarian aid that goes forward that's very good we have very excellent teams that are going forward you know all these um, tried and true uh, groups that have gone out for years responding to the needs of humanity and uh, their work is absolutely indispensable but mm-hmm. but many times what we see is that in the humanitarian effort because it's so overwhelming what often gets neglected is is inspiring people with hope you know, because you, you can give them food. You can even pull them from the rooftop, you know, of their flooded home and you can set them down in, in a safe zone. But, you know, they're asking these really big questions like, OK, now what? Why am I here? Where are we going? Why are we seeing these disasters increasing? And it's those answers that people are grip grappling with um, mm-hmm. that uh, we find one of the biggest needs is to, answer, you know, to give them give them hope, give them an answer. Um, for why we're seeing these things. Yeah, that reminds me of one experience I had when I was involved in a disaster response, one of the hurricanes a couple of years ago in Texas. 
and we were in this home and and the water was uh, you can see a line of like six and a half feet or so so everything uh, was underwater and the lady told us her two cars were underwater everything she had and she was just like uh, she said you know everything i have i lost i have nothing to to tie me to this world anymore those were her words you know and it was kind of interesting it sounded like she's thinking you know uh i mean if this is what the life is about like is there anything more to hope for i mean is there any hope for the future uh things are kind of out of control and so that's what i find that is one of the greatest needs that you brought up that people are looking for something more right than this world yeah. you know and and, and, uh, and that's the point you know what's going to get you through the next 24 hours you know what's going to get you mm-hmm. through the next 72 hours what if you've lost everything to the point that now you're going to be in a tent you know um there actually are people in haiti that are still mm-hmm. living in tent communities mm-hmm. post earthquake and that earthquake was now over 10 years ago yeah like, so, yeah so what ago. is what is going to keep you moving forward even though the world <laughs> around you has totally been changed um and, mm-hmm. and and we've seen this you know tragically even when we were in hurricane dorian in the bahamas this last yeah. year um mm-hmm. somebody told us this really tragic story that you know um a a father brought his entire family to the airport where we were evac- where we were evacuating people on planes you know getting them out of that situation because it was just such a devastating situation and he dropped he mm-hmm. dropped his entire family off and and then as soon as he dropped them off he pulled out a gun and he ended his life and wow. and you know i i always wonder this is something in the back of my mind is like what if our team could have been there maybe even a few hours before he made that decision you know because what was he grip what was he really struggling with mm-hmm. he was struggling with a loss of hope mm-hmm. and he, could, he right. couldn't see beyond his 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 devastating circumstance that he was in and um and that's the need i mean overwhelmingly we see it over and over again displayed that what people need most it's not food it's not water it's not life safety these things are all important and they all have their place and sometimes it's it's actually a combination of all these things at once but what trumps right. every single one of these things is people mm-hmm. have to have hope hope yeah you know that reminds me of a story i read not long ago um this young man he he decided to take his life and um So the place of choice where he was going to end his life was uh, uh famous or rather infamous the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. So he took the public bus, he he came there and he was standing on the bridge looking over the edge and just uh you know struggling in his mind and you know he um he wrote his last you know goodbye note and he had a, his little backpack. He was a young man and you know uh but he was still hoping for some kind of a savior you know mm-hmm. he in his mind he was like a first person that comes and asks me is everything okay or you know do you need anything or can i help you he's gonna he's gonna tell that person everything that's on, on his heart mm-hmm. and just kind of you know find some hopefully relief and some hope and encouragement that he needed and so as he was just standing there and struggling you know thinking about everything and the next step uh this girl came and uh she had a beautiful smile blonde hair and she was just approaching him and he looked at her in his heart he like he was thinking she's my savior you know mm-hmm. and then 
and then she pulls the camera and says, um, would you mind taking a photo of me? And he was like, sure. So he took a photo of her and, you know, uh, he gave her the camera back. She thanked him and she took off and he said, you know, nobody cares. Mm. And then he decided to jump. And, you know, the reason we know the story is because he left he left his note there. But, you know, I, I often wonder how many times do we go through life like this girl? You know, we're just thinking about ourselves. Mm. We're thinking about our, our own you know, uh, needs or our own desires. And we have no idea, you know, what people are going through. And maybe just a simple encouragement, uh, uh, you know, uh, could have saved this man's life. And so that's what I think really people need. People are looking for that. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, tell us uh, a little bit of your, uh, some of your recent experiences. Uh, you know, I mean, to, you know, together we went to, to Puerto Rico and like what made the biggest impact on you over there? You know, it really is just a continued demonstration of the same theme that we keep talking about. You know, that what people need is, is hope. You know, they need encouragement mm-hmm. that, that the sun is going to mm-hmm. rise again tomorrow. And um, that that is just especially in times like these, you know, like when we face just the craziness that's happening all around us, whether it be this disaster or this pandemic, um, you know, people want to know what can I hang on to, especially when the things that they've been hanging on to prior to these events um, have been swept away. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, this world is fragile. You know, our economies are fragile. Um, Our lives are fragile. You know, I work in pre-hospital medicine. And, you know, I, I yeah. see this um, so often, you know, working as a flight nurse and a flight paramedic, um, you know, that life is so precious, but life is also very fleeting. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, Fragile. Well, yeah. we may be one moment thinking that, you know, the world is mm-hmm. great and everything's going fine. And the next yeah. minute we're faced with some very challenging questions um, about right. life itself. And so... You know, we saw this, you and I being in Puerto Rico, it was like, you know, people that we met, you know, that they had been through a lot and they had been asking these same questions. And so, you know, where do we turn in times like these? That's that's always the biggest question that keeps coming back to us. Right. And I think that's what we want to talk about. So I would uh, invite our listeners to join us in our next episode. We're going to share more about uh, our experiences uh, specifically uh, and also where they can find hope in times like this so i don't know if you want to share something at the end uh, but uh, yeah uh, i think no, that's this, great. this will be join yeah. us join us on the next one because man we've got a lot to share and we don't have enough time right. to share it all so we'll uh, we'll see you on the next one yeah keep looking up friends and we'll uh looking forward to share another episode with you thank you yeah, thank you all right.